the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Buca Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. Kettering, uh, this morning, if you have your Bibles with you, and you should, I want to invite your attention to 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, reads as follows. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of him. Pray with me, please. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for your occasion that we have to open up your scripture. I pray, God, now that as we've come to this portion of our worship, that you would open up our understanding and our application to your word. For, Father, as we desire to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, we need your guidance. We need your wisdom. But, Father, for some, they need your salvation. And so, Father, as I preach on this day, if there's any that don't know you, I pray that you would draw them out of the darkness and into the marvelous light. That you would rescue their soul from the judgment that is yet to come. And that today might be the day, God, that they surrender their whole life to you. Spirit of the living God, there are others who have need today that... We need to be strengthened. We need to be edified through the preaching of the gospel. Strengthen your people. Edify them, Lord God. Help them to be stronger Christians for you. Father God, I know that in all that is done and all that is said, ultimately our goal is to give your name all the glory and all the honor and all the praise for you alone are worthy of it all, God. So in the midst of this time, let your name be glorified. I am in need of you, Lord, so strengthen my physical flesh that I might be used as a vessel in your hand to accomplish your will on this day. We need you, Lord. Show up in an extraordinary way. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving and expectation. All the people of God said together, amen and amen. We have been on a journey and will continue on this morning a series of messages entitled Walking in the Power of the Holy Spirit. That is uh, the theme or thematic idea that the Lord has laid on my heart to lead us uh, this branch of Zion through in 2023. I believe that it is of essential necessity in the times in which we live to empower the children of the living God to walk in the power that they possess. Amen, somebody. This morning, as we continue to try to wrap our minds around and try to position ourselves in the best way that we can so that we can actually execute this theme of walking in the power of the Holy Spirit for this particular year and for life 
hopefully, uh, we find ourselves here in this particular text of 1 John. The one thing that we learn very quickly as it relates to trying or attempting to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit is that we are going to need something called prayer. Help me, Lord. There's no way we're going to walk in this power of the Holy Spirit if we don't spend some time talking to the Lord. Uh, If we're ever going to get to the place where our prayer life can escalate us into the realm of the throne room of God, we've got to learn that there's something beyond the vain repetitions that we perhaps have been uttering. I think it's important to understand first and foremost what prayer even is because some have a misunderstanding of what that is. And I've heard folks say, you know, I don't, I don't, I can't pray. Well, first of all, understand what prayer is. Prayer is just a conversation between man and God. It's, it's you talking to the one who loves you the most. Uh, it's a conversation where petitions are given and praise is issued up. Help me, somebody. I, I need to, you to understand this whole dynamic of prayer because some people are of the opinion that prayer is just where you go to God and tell him all the stuff you need. Can I help you with that one? God already knows what you need. And so, yes, not only are we going there laying down petitions, but prayer is an opportunity and an occasion to spend time in the presence, having a conversation of praise to the God who has done so much for you in your life. Lord, have mercy. If we learned how to praise during our prayer, by the time we got to church on Sunday morning, we wouldn't need a praise team trying to lead us into praise. Our spirit would already be primed and already fired up and ready to praise our living God because we've been spending time all week talking to him in our prayer occasions. Are y'all still here with me? And so it's a time where we have this conversation of petitions and praise, but it's also a time where we sit and we listen and we receive wisdom for our journey. Here's the, uh, one of the missing elements of most of our prayer lives. Uh, not only do a lot of us miss the whole praise part, but a lot of us miss the listening part. Because a conversation means that two people are talking. Help me, Lord. And not only that two people are talking, but uh, uh, that, that we're listening to each other and we're comprehending what the other one is saying. And so oftentimes we sit down or we bow on our knees and we tell God all the stuff we need and all the problems we had and we jump up and but when it's his turn to talk, we gone. We didn't hung up on him. I mean, what kind of conversation is that? I mean, it doesn't take long if somebody calls you all the time and says, hey, let me tell you what's going on. And then, and then, and then, and then, and oh, got to go. I mean, after a while, you're going to stop taking their calls. Like, they don't want nothing. They just going to tell me all the stuff they want, and they don't want to hear nothing I got to say. I thank God that God is not like man, because <laughs> he still takes your call. He still listens, but, there's, but, the, but it's not enough to stay there. We need to learn beyond that. So prayer is a time where we have this conversation with God, where we praise our God, where we lay the petitions before him, but that we also receive wisdom for him. For in the obtaining of the wisdom for him, it helps me and you to learn how to walk through this life. It's where I get my instructions from uh, above and beyond what he's already laid out in the scripture. Yes, I get instruction from the scripture, but I also get the fine tuning from the conversations I have with him. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make it simple for you. So as I was looking into this, I think this sermon will help us to transform our prayer lives, perhaps from uh, what we I'd call uh, vain and repetitious babblings and misguided murmurings, from, from that to a place of prayer in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you on this morning out of this text and a few others that I'll bring in uh, later from the subject matter, praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I already know the very fact that I mentioned that there's some folk in their mind and their sanctified imagination and their Holy Ghost filled bodies. They've already said, all right, ta, 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 ta. You're going to tell us, you're going to teach us how to pray in tongue. I'm going to teach you how to use your tongue, but I'm not going to teach you to pray in tongue. Y'all still here? Because I need you to, I need you to grasp this. See, we, we use a lot of colloquialisms in church life that have no biblical application. And so praying in the power of the Holy Spirit has nothing to do with a, a prayer language that you can't understand. I, I, hold on. Don't get mad at me. I didn't write the text. The text says if you pray in an unknown tongue, you don't understand even what you're saying. And then he turns around and he says, then rather what we'll do, we'll pray with our mind so we can understand what we're saying. And if anyone's listening, they too will be able to hear, receive, and understand the conversation that's going on. Y'all still here? So we not only pray with our mind, but we pray with our spirit. Y'all still here? I know that's heavy-duty stuff, but for all my Pentecostal people, I just shot them down. It's like, ah. But stay with me this morning because I believe that there's so much instruction here in this text, and I don't have time to deal with it all, but what I will deal with, I think it will help us to learn how to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Are y'all still here with me? First and foremost, John makes it clear as you begin to walk through this text of 1 John chapter 5, John makes it clear, and he, he begins to lay out for us how we as children of God can have an absolute certainty that we are his children. John lays out here in the text that it is based on the testimony of God and the faith we put in the testimony of God. If you believe the witness of men, then the witness of God is far greater. And this is the witness that God has given to us of his son, that life is in his son. And he who has the son has life. And he who does not have the son does not have life. These things I've written to you that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the son of God. John lays out this whole idea to us that we are, it is of necessity for you and I, if we're going to have the absolute positive assurance that we are connected and have eternal life with God, we're going to have to exercise our faith in the testimony of the God who has promised us this thing. Are y'all still here? So I've got to have faith in that testimony. It, it takes faith to, to talk to, uh, it takes faith to, how do I say, to talk to a God you haven't seen. Amen? I mean, so prayer, if I can say it this way, prayer is going to require you to talk to a God you haven't seen. You need faith to do that. Prayer is going to require you to utilize faith in God who has guaranteed you eternal life, but it takes faith not only to talk to a God you haven't seen, but to hear from a God you've never had a conversation with. That takes faith. It's going to take faith for you to believe in the results that he said are yours when you 
can't really wrap your mind or your, your eyes or your hands around what he says is there. But faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of the things not seen. Stay with me. So John gives us help in all of this. And as you are praying and praying in the power of the Holy Spirit, he says, praying in the power of the Holy Spirit, as we look at this text, when he picks up in verse 14, he says, now this is the confidence we have in him. John opens this up by saying, praying in the power of the Holy Spirit requires praying with confidence. How many times have you gone to the Lord in prayer and you prayed, but you had no confidence in the prayer? I mean, you looked at the situation and in your mind and in your, in, in, your, in your intelligence and in all your calculations, the situation was impossible and hopeless. And you uttered prayers only because it was the thing to do, but you really didn't believe in what you were praying. You had no confidence in the prayer. And when John says, look, this is the confidence we have in him. And so as we pray in the power, if you're ever going to pray and your prayer is going to move from the realm of the room that you're in to the realm of the throne room of God, you've got to learn how to pray with confidence. You've got to learn how to pray in the confidence of the relationship you have with God. Stay here with me. If I've got a relationship with God, it ought to change the way I talk to him. It ought to give me a little bit more confidence if I've got a relationship with him. You've got to pray with confidence of the relationship you have with the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Because when I pray with confidence, it takes my timidity away. In other words, I don't have to tiptoe up to God and say, Lord, please, please, please. Because I've got a relationship with him. My, my relationship with my wife allows me, because we've been together so long and we've invested so much together, it allows me to approach her and talk to her with a sense of confidence that one, she's going to hear me and two, she's going to answer me. Are y'all still here? Now, if I walked up to some of y'all, I might not have that kind of confidence because we don't have that kind of relationship. I might be suspicious that you might listen and I, you might respond, but I mean, the, our relationship would dictate my level of confidence. If I am confident in the relationship that I have with God who sits on the throne, then my prayer life changes because when I come to him, I come to him knowing that he loves me. I come to him knowing that we talk to each other. I come to him knowing that we spend time together. I come to him knowing that he walks with me and talks with me and calls me his very own. I, I come to him with confidence, understanding, and realizing that he'll never, ever leave me alone. So the confidence of our relationship changes my prayer life. When we come, John said, this is the confidence that we have in him. We've got to have confidence in who he is. I've got to have confidence that the one who I'm asking the request from is who he says he is. I mean, if I go and I put a statue in my house and I, and I, and I go to that statue and I, and I just, you know, ask the statue for stuff. 
but I've got no, I don't really know who the statue is. I don't, I don't have any confidence in the statue that the statue can really do anything. Then my, then my prayer kind of falls to the ground. But when I go to God, whom I have faith in, whom I've got a relationship with, whom I have confidence in who he is. I have confidence in the fact that he is the God who started everything. He's the God who has all power in his hands. I've got to have confidence in the fact that he has power and ability to do what I'm asking of him. And when I come to him with that level of confidence, it changes how I pray. Y'all still here? If I'm going to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, I've got to pray with the confidence of who he is. I've got to pray with the confidence of the relationship that I have with him. I've got to pray with the confidence that he has the power to deliver and to do what I'm asking of him to do. And just in case you were wondering, Pastor, what are the limits to the prayers that I can offer to this God? And I would say to you, there's nothing too hard for him. There's nothing you can bring to him that's too hard for him. There's nothing that you can expect of him that's impossible for him because he is the God who can do anything but fail. So when I pray, I've got to have that kind of confidence that the, 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 the one who I'm talking to, the one who I'm having this conversation with, he has the ability to, to meet the need that I have. He has the power to fulfill the request that I put before him. And he also has the wherewithal to receive what I'm petitioning him with. That's praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. Praying with confidence, confidence in who he is, confidence that he loves me, confidence that we've got a great relationship. I've got to learn if I'm going to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, I've got to learn, I've got to embrace, I've got to understand, I've got to comprehend whose I am and who he is. I can't legitimately have a powerful prayer conversation with him if I'm not really sure how much power he has or who he really is. Nor can I have a powerful spirit-led conversation with him in prayer if I don't really know what my relationship with him is. If I'm coming to the Lord thinking, you know what, I, yeah, well, you know, God, I ain't really been, I, I ain't been so good. You know, I, I might not be a friend of yours no more. I mean, we was tight, but you know, Lord, I, I ain't been to church in a while. I ain't, I ain't done this in a while. I ain't done that. God, you know, I've I, I sinned, Lord. Well, if I come with that kind of a defeated attitude that somehow our relationship was based on me, y'all can catch that one later, then, then I've already taken the power out of my prayer. I can't pray in the power of the one who dwells in me if I don't believe in the one that's outside of me. If I don't believe in him, if I don't know him, if I don't have that relationship, there's no power in my prayer. Secondly, John says, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. I've not only got to pray with confidence, I've got to pray in concert with his will. If we ask anything according to his will, praying in the power of the Holy Spirit means our petitions need to mirror his perspective. Y'all still here with me? 
Let me see if I can explain this to you. You can ask God anything you want. But if you want to connect to the throne room of God, ask him what he wants for you. (laughs) Y'all missed that one. You've got this list of stuff you want. Let me see if I can just throw this. This is a good example for my single people. And for my married people, you probably already been down this road. I want a man. I want a woman. But Lord, these are my, this is my list of things, Lord, that they need to have. They got to have a car, Lord. Got to be at least six feet tall, Lord. She got to be 36, 24, at least 36. She got to have this color hair or he got to have this mustache or beard. I really love the beards, Jesus. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? And so we lay this whole list out before God. This is what I want. But if I'm going to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, I've got to go to God and say, God, what is it that you want for me? Now I'm connecting to God. Because I'm, I'm surrendering my will for his will. If I almost want to say God's not interested in your will. I mean, he knows about it. And he's aware. But if you want answers to prayer, pray in his will and watch things happen. Let his will override your will. Be, watch this. Be wise enough to understand and realize that God is smarter than you are. So, so maybe, they, maybe they don't have red hair, okay? Maybe, they, maybe their hair ends up being blonde or brunette or brown, or maybe they're not 6'2", maybe they're 6'7", or maybe they're 5'3". I mean, let God make up that decision for you. Our prayer needs to surrender our personal desire is what I'm getting at for God's will and God's way to take place. When you can get in tune with God's will for over your own desires when you can say the lord this is of highest priority to me that your will be accomplished when i can pray and get in tune with god and if i can kind of if i can just if i can just diminish me if there can be less of me in this prayer and more of you in this prayer if i can just seek your face god to find out what it is you want me to pray for lord how it is i ought to pray addressing this issue lord let your will be done god in my life let it be done in this prayer let it be done in my conversation with you if i can begin to let the power of god and the and the the will of god begin to flow through me now i'm having a powerful prayer experience with god pastor where do i get that from where does that where does that power come from if you're a born again child of god it lives in you there is a holy spirit in you who wants to talk to the God who's on the outside of you, uh, that they might work out together what's good for you. (laughs) But I got to learn how to pray, letting him have his way. I've got to learn how to pray according to his will. I've got to let his will have preeminence over any and every desire that I might have. And when I allow his will to be done, when I allow my prayers to be submitted to him, 
then I'll see powerful things begin to happen. When I begin to learn how to pray and let the spirit of the living God supplant my prayer and let him intervene and intercess on my behalf, then I'll see the power of prayer working in a way that I've never seen it work before. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our Spirit-Filled Worship Services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family Minister in the Spirit of Excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.